With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody and welcome fellow patriots welcome fellow deplorables welcome all you drugs to society rock dwellers sycophants stinkos and you know who you are you are all those people who always stand and honor america and you're always welcome here this is the conservative commandos radio show and i'm rick trader coming to you from the my pillow studios of the AUN tv network and joining me today as my co-host is the Patriot from the Battleborn State, the Silver State of Nevada, and that is Sharon Engel. And Sharon, welcome to Conservative Commandos. Thanks so much, Rick. It's great to be here, as always, especially this month of February. This month of February, we are celebrating Unhyphenated History Month. You know, each day we're going to start a program talking about some of the things that happened on this day in history and in 1757 Calcutta was restored to British control uh, this day in 1757 treaty of a treaty restored Calcutta to British control and served as a prelude to the seizure of Bengal and also on this day on uh, the uh, year 2002, on this day in unhyphenated history, pre, uh, Princess Margaret, who was King George IV's second daughter, the youngest sister of Queen Elizabeth II, she died in London. And also on this day in 1984, Sophie Premier Yuri Andropolev died. 15 months after succeeding Leonid Brezhnev and uh, in 2020, not this day in history, but about and drop off in 1990, a former Soviet defector confessed that the KGB was behind the assassination attempt of the Pope, St. John Paul II, <laughs> at the orders of the KBG and and drop off. And uh, we're celebrating his death today. Also on this day in history, unhyphenated history that is, the Battle of Guadalcanal ended with an Allied victory over Japan. Although U.S. losses were heavy in both naval and ground campaigns, the Battle of Guadalcanal 
was a decisive U.S. victory. Japanese losses totaled 24,000 men killed, while Americans sustained 1,600 killed, 4,200 wounded, and several thousand dead of malaria and other tropical diseases. Various naval battles cost each side 24 warships. The Japanese lost two battleships, four cruisers, one light carrier, 11 destroyers, and six submarines, while Americans lost eight cruisers, two heavy carriers, and 14 destroyers. Uh, Sharon, my uncle was uh, on Guadalcanal. My dad was there, too. Really? Mm -hmm. Was he a Marine? No, he was in no. one of those destroyers. <laughs> oh, one of those destroyers. And yeah. my uncle, God bless him, but he suffered the rest of his life mm. from the side effects of malaria and also the horrors of that battle. And my mother told me about nightmares that he used to have. So we got we to gotta honor people like your father, people like my Uncle John. My cousin John may be listening or watching his father, and uh, my Uncle John never wanted to talk about what happened on Guadalcanal. It was so horrific. So a lot of people sacrificed, gave their lives, had battle wounds carried from Guadalcanal. So very, very important that we remember our history our unhyphenated history today, February the 9th. And Sharon, we have been taught that we have to be sensitive. Okay? And I have, oh, here it is. We have to be sensitive. After all, you know, employees of Starbucks had to go through sensitivity training about people loitering and we have to be sensitive about the feelings of others uh, there are actually some words that are off limits now you, you can't talk about things like Uncle Ben's rice Aunt Jemima pancakes uh, you got to be careful how and where you use the word words watermelon and chicken the words master bedroom, you know, you can't, you, realtors have been told do not use the words master bedroom anymore in housing. Blacklist, can't say blacklist. You can't say uh, the golf tournament. Remember, the master's golf tournament is not the master's golf tournament anymore. Um, black boy, you can't use the words peanut. Uh, blackball anymore, peanut clusters. you got to be very, very sensitive about how you talk with people or what you say about people or around people. Well, I can kind of understand that. But I want to show this commercial that is running on national TV right now. And I would like for you and our viewers to watch this commercial and see if you get the same reaction to it that I did. So give me just a second, Sharon. Share my screen, and we might want to edit this part out. But this is a commercial. This is a commercial that's that's out there by TurboTax. All right? And let me play this commercial for you. It's true. Anyone with a simple tax return can get help from an expert for free. 
That can be true. It is. And with TurboTax Live, our experts will even do your taxes for you for free. Honestly? Sir, Sharon, let me just replay that. Let me replay this commercial. This TurboTax commercial. It's true. Anyone with a simple tax return can get help from an expert for free. That can be true. It is. And with TurboTax Live, our experts will even do your taxes for you for free. Honestly? That sounds amazing. So, Sharon, that's the TurboTax commercial I was talking about. Let's set this scene up. You have two men sitting at a table drinking coffee. One of them a black man, the other a white man. The narrator says something that surprises the black man drinking the coffee. What's he do? He spits the coffee in the face of the white man. Not once, but twice. Sharon, am I being a little bit too sensitive? Well, I think so. You're on the wrong side of this one. Yeah, you're on the wrong side of it. Uh, you know, we we don't have anything to be sensitive about, right? We don't? Why should we? I mean, we're just the guys that, uh, I don't know, aren't, aren't we the guys that have to be careful that we don't use the word master? That we're we're the ones that have to be sensitive. They don't have to be sensitive to us. So yeah, I think I think you're being too sensitive because they don't have to be sensitive to us. This is all about uh, this divisiveness that's gone on in our country. And uh, no, we only have to be sensitive going the other way. Sensitivity does isn't a two way street in this case. Well, Sharon, I would object to this if um, that was a white man splitting the coffee into a black man's face. I would be offended. Well, then you're insensitive. I would be. I would find this commercial ridiculous if you had anybody spitting in anyone's face. You would think, it, wouldn't you? You you would think. And when you talk about divisive. That's what I see this. You know, we are being divided by the left. We're being divided by the media. We're being divided by the entertainment industry and also the advertising industry. That I find this commercial offensive. And I would like to think that any right-thinking person would see it offensive to see anyone spit in somebody else's face not once but twice hey you know what Sharon people have died because somebody spit at them and the person that got spat on took offense Uh, well there's a reason why we don't spit in people's faces you know Uh, it makes you sick uh, that's uh, that's one of those things, you know, we are all supposed to be sensitive to one another because the more sensitive you are, the more masks you will wear. 
right? It's, it hasn't got anything to do with those masks actually work. It's just letting others know how sensitive you are to them, that you're, you're willing to wear that mask. And that mask, what does it do? It keeps spit from going in people's faces. That's what the mask is all about. To show a commercial like this, it's not only insensitive to the, to the man that got spit on, but it's insensitive to everybody that's been wearing a mask for, what, months? Months? Well, well, they've been telling us we've got to wear a mask so that we're sensitive to others when we go out in public? Well, Sharon, I would I want to hear from our viewers and our listeners. You know, our viewers are watching this commercial right now repeat of uh, this man spitting in this other man's face, not once but twice. I would like to hear from our viewers and listeners. Call our voice text hotline. Tell me, am I being ridiculous? Uh, how how does how are you affected by this commercial? Again, we've we've we need we've been told that we need to be more sensitive towards the feelings of others i mean jokes are no one tells jokes anymore sharon you know jokes are something people don't say but when you look at this commercial spits right in the man's face and the and the guy on the the left side it looks like a doofus I mean, the guy should get up and punch him in the face is what he should do, Sharon. I don't know. But anyway, I want to hear. I do well, want to hear. Th- if he did, that would even be more cause for outrage. You can't, you can't retaliate, right? When you start to retaliate, look at what happened to the, the fellow in, where was it, Wisconsin, where he went to that rally and he retaliated because there were people trying to kill him and who was put on trial he was he was accused of of all kinds of things just because he was defending himself and others so you know it's a it's a crazy world we're living in rick crazy world again i want to hear from our listeners and viewers i want their reaction to this commercial you know, we've seen some outrageous commercials. But to see one man spit in another man's face, irregardless of his color, not once but twice. Not once but twice as he, this guy gets spit in the face. Anyway, if you use TurboTax, maybe you should call them and tell them. And I'm speaking to our listeners and viewers out there that you will not you will not be a customer of their con- of their company because of the the ridiculousness of this <laughs> again our voice text hotline 415-854-2677 415-854-2677 Sharon maybe what we'll do next week we'll talk about some of the responses we get from people so people keep it clean no vulgarity in any way. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it. But I do want your reaction to this. Hey, Sharon, we got a couple of great guests joining us today. Yes, we do. I'd like to introduce them to our audience. Our first guest is Katherine Mortensen. And she is a favorite of ours, actually. She's a returning guest. 
She is the Vice President of Communications at Americans for Limited Government, and she's written an article, CDC's new study proves natural immunity is real and should lead to COVID policy changes. Our second guest is our good friend Frank Vernuccio, who serves as the Editor-in-Chief of the New York Analysis of Policy and Government. He's also the co-host of the American Political Zone, broadcast right here on AUN-TV Network. He's going to talk to us about soft on crime. It causes crime. So we do have two great guests joining us today, and you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commandos radio show with Sharon Angle and yours truly, Rick Trader. Right after break, we'll be speaking with Catherine Mortensen, Vice President of Communications at Americans for Limited Government, talking about an article she wrote, CDC News Study Proves Natural Immunity is Real and Should Lead to Wuhan Flu Policy Changes. Today's show, like all our shows, is also being brought to you by the First Amendment, protected by the Second. Go nowhere. Sharon and I will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time, you can get my six-piece towel sets, regularly $109.99, now only $39.99, the lowest price ever with your promo code. President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. There are others across the country like her but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. President Biden and Dr. Fauci. As a pro-vaccine parent with no prior conditions, I stepped up to do what you told us to do. You said it was safe. And this is me now. There are thousands of us, but we are being ignored by the FDA. Please meet with us. We need treatment, prevention, and recognition not to be abandoned. Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with Sharon Angle and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUN-TV network. And again, it's MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, promotion code AUNTV. Check out all the great products that Mike Lindell has to offer. By the way, 100% money back guarantee. If you buy something, if you don't think it's the uh, it's advertised as it should be, or it's not as advertised, you get a 100% money back guarantee. And by the way, 
you know, I've told the story a couple of times. Mary and I got the mattress topper and we got the comforter. Our bed has never been so comfortable. Sharon, I've been sleeping late and it's all Mike Lindell's fault. <laughs> I, I mean, our bed is so comfortable. And if you want the best night's sleep, and I'm sure you've heard this before, if you want the best night's sleep, but seriously, if you want the best night's sleep, you got to check out Mike Lindell's products. The pillows, the mattresses, the sheets, the comforters. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're going to get the best night's sleep you can. And uh, if not, if I'm telling you a lie, 100% money back guarantee. Can't beat that. Can't, cannot beat that. Also, our voice text hotline, please. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think about this show and all the shows on AUN TV. If you have a guest suggestion, we want to hear. You know, Sharon, I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying having the Voice Sex Hotline and connecting with our listeners out there. I've been getting so much information uh, about the truckers. We haven't nearly talked as much about the truckers as we should. The truckers caravan. Uh, well, I want to action. talk about them today. Oh, all right. Well, that's, that's cool. That's my choice today. All right. Well, let's. <laughs> Without Just further ado, it, huh? <laughs> without further ado, but again, that voice text hotline number 415-854-2677. Let me know what you think about the video, that that commercial that we just played with one man spitting into the face of another man. I want your reaction to that. Tell me if I'm overreacting or not. Let me know if you're offended by what you see in that commercial. Sharon, let's talk about the truckers. Okay. Well, I, I first off, I, I want to go to GoFundMe. The truckers in Canada have been uh, getting a support going because, of course, they're not out there making money while they're protesting this vaccine mandate. So they need some some way to kind of make that income up. And people have been flocking to a site, a GoFundMe site, and they've raised over $10 million for the truckers on this GoFundMe site. It's called Freedom Convoy 2022, but I don't really want to talk to you about going there to the GoFundMe site because guess what? The left-wing Canadian politicians convinced GoFundMe executives to shut down the fundraising campaign. Remarkably, uh. GoFundMe then declared that the trunkers, truckers would receive no money. Their donors would have to apply for a refund, and other causes verified by GoFundMe would receive the balance. So, there you go. The truckers raised... $10 million, and now GoFundMe is going to decide where that money goes. Somebody, somebody, Sharon, somebody that donated should sue GoFundMe. They should be arrested for theft, Sharon. They should be. But you the know, deal is, if they, if they ask for their money back, they'll get it back. It's what it's those people who don't ask GoFundMe for their money back oh. that their money will be given to wow. someone verified by GoFundMe. The GoFundMe yeah. promised that the refund will happen automatically and that the donors should expect to see refunds 
within seven to ten business days. So there you go. That's that. They, isn't that amazing? Amazing. Um, the other thing that was kind of interesting uh, that's just happened, I guess, within the last day or a couple of hours even, is that the truckers have been able to close off the border between Canada and the U.S. there in Ottawa. And this closure has prompted uh, the city of Ottawa Mayor, Mayor Jim Watson, to declare a serious danger and threat to safety and security for the residents uh, from these protesters. And uh, he's calling out the police. So they're they're well, going to go crack down on it, but but the other interesting thing is is that when they talk about this protest on their media, it's only a small handful of people, right wingers with swastikas, right? That's who is that's who's doing this. So if it's only a few, why does the Ottawa mayor have to declare a state of emergency? <laughs> and and crack down on them. You know, it's it, you, you oh, can't have it both gosh. ways, guys, right? You just can't. So it's Couple interesting. Of Couple of things. There is another group, a fund group that has been set up. The Canadian truckers have raised over $4 million on a Give, Send, Go site. And Give, Send, Go, and remember when we had uh, DJ, the parents of DJ Ferguson on? Right. Their site was uh, Give, Send, Go. It's a Christian site. There are no fees taken out of it. 100% of the money goes to the to the cause. And so um, let's encourage our listeners and viewers who want to support that uh, to go to the Give, Send, Go site instead of GoFundMe. You know, Sharon, these truckers have done something I'd love to see happening here in the United States. These truckers have shut down Ottawa, which is the capital city of Canada. I would love for those truckers to head south and shut down Washington, D.C. Well, they're already... Circle the the capital, shut down Washington, prevent Congress from meeting or getting out of the... Just stop government. Stop government and these mandates. And Sharon... This is what we've got to do. We, these it's we are under control of a tyrannical government right now. And Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, we got to show them the power of the people. So I, I wish our truckers here in this country would all go to Washington, shut down every stinking street in Washington with their presence, their peaceful presence. You know, let this government know that they serve the people. The people's not there to serve them. They're there to serve people. Well, I think it's interesting that they've closed down the border now. That's going to affect the U.S. When those trucks can't come in or don't go in and out of the U.S. when people aren't freely flowing across that Canadian border, there's going to have an effect. And 
it's going to it's now saying that Biden is finally paying attention well, to what's maybe going on. Here's another idea, Sharon. If they're closing down the northern border, maybe our truckers should go and close down our southern border. All right, to stop these illegal aliens from in, from invading our country, breaking into our country. Power of the people, Sharon. Power of the people. When you have a government that is not listening to the people, I think the people need to stand up and be heard. Uh, we need to use our economic power, our dollar also, as, as another way to let our voices be heard. You know, we played that commercial for Intuit TurboTax. You know what, people? Boycott TurboTax. That is a racist company. They've got a, a black man spitting in a white man's face, not once, but twice. Again, we want to hear what you think of these ideas, these proposals, these whatever. Call our voice text hotline, 415-854-2677. Sharon, uh, I'm sorry I interrupted you again. Well, I just wanted to say that they've got a new slogan up there. It's a French one. Let's go, Brando. <laughs> hey, Sharon, one last thing before we get our, our next break in and get our first guest on. We had a really rough weekend here at uh, the AUN Television Network. I mean, we had sound problems. We had picture problems and uh, truth be told, I'm in New Jersey. I'm on the East Coast. So our TV stations that are on the West Coast, I cannot monitor all the time. And we are really depending on you, our viewers, to let us know when something is going wrong. So if there's a problem with the audio, if there's a problem with the picture, please let me know right away. And the way to do that, once again, is our voice text hotline. 415-854-2677. Let us know right away. Hey, we're poor. We don't have the money that ABC, NBC, CBS says. We don't get paid for doing this. We cannot afford to hire somebody to sit and monitor these things 24 hours a day. We need your help. If there's a problem, please let me know. Let me know right away so we can take action so... Uh, maybe I can get on a computer and reboot the computer there. Maybe our technician can get out to our transmitter. But we cannot do these things unless you tell us. Help us out here. 415-854-2677. That's your voice text hotline. Let's go to a break. Get our first guest on. And uh, This is the Conservative Commandos Radio Show. My co-host is Sharon Angle. I'm Rick Trader, and Katherine Mortensen will be joining us after break. She's the Vice President of Communications of Americans for Limited Government. We're going to talk about the CDC study. Proves natural immunity is real and should lead to Wuhan flu policy changes. We'll be back right after this break. Hello everyone, you all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. What they have, we have the same patented fill, the same Go Anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep, but now we have 
stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here. This is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is from day one all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story, you see the scene, it's awesome. Then, everybody's favorite, or a lot of people's favorites, can anyone guess this one, Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story, where they seen the land with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is on the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. Then, where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus, okay? Born on Christmas, there it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five. Collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. There are others across the country like her, but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. President Biden and Dr. Fauci. As a pro-vaccine parent with no prior conditions, I stepped up to do what you told us to do. You said it was safe. And this is me now. There are thousands of us, but we are being ignored by the FDA. Please meet with us. We need treatment, prevention, and recognition not to be abandoned. Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. And once again, we do want to welcome you back to the Conservative Commandos radio show with Sharon Angle and yours truly, Rick Trader. And we are coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUN TV network. And go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. And don't forget, when you check out, use promotion code AUNTV. You'll save from 30 to 60% on all your purchases. And with that, Sharon, our first guest of the day with it is with us. And please make that inter- introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's my honor and pleasure to introduce Catherine Mortensen, who is the Vice President of Communications at Americans for Limited Government. She can be, she can be reached at cmortensen at getliberty.org. She is a former TV news anchor in New Mexico, an elected official in Southern Colorado, and a Capitol Hill communications director for Congressman Doug Lamborn. She also served as a spokesperson for the National Rifle Association. And she has a ton of credentials as far as education goes. Catherine, welcome to the Conservative Commandos radio show. Thank you very much, Sharon. Thank you both, Rick and Sharon. I appreciate it. Well, we want to talk to you. You're, you have written an article, CDC's new study proves natural immunity is real 
and should lead to COVID policy changes. So I have natural immunity and I don't want to get the vaccine. In fact, I've been told by doctors that it's actually no benefit and a lot of risk if I do uh, a lot of different things. Um, one of them is a cytokine storm and I, I'm wondering how the CDC now is uh, proposing to change that policy because nobody really is listening to this idea that we, some of us have natural immunity. Well, you're exactly right. And the thing that's crazy is it, it took a study by the CDC to quote unquote prove that natural immunity is real. When in fact, all the scientific evidence out there that man has ever developed tells you that natural immunity is real because the vaccines that man creates in the lab try to mimic the immunity we get when we acquire a virus, right? And our bodies fight back. So we that is the basis for all vaccines is this idea of what our body would produce naturally on its own. So, but we're, we're in a place right now where the Biden administration has dogmatically and persistently refused to focus on the science and they waited, you know, for a six month long CDC study to tell us what we've already known that natural immunity is better really than the vaccines. So what, and it's crazy because they knew this in early October, the executive summary of their study states that by early October, researchers knew that the a natural immunity was better at preventing a COVID than a vaccine. But yet they held on to this information until late January. That's when they finally released the study. And if you remember, Rick and Sharon, all last fall, certainly well into October and November, December, the Biden administration was just dogmatically pushing their vaccine mandates on federal contractors, federal workers, DOD workers, you know, with our military, they were pushing it in the private sector. It's estimated that a third of the American workforce was affected by these mandates. And, and they persisted and persisted despite evidence that the CDC had as early as October, that natural immunity was more effective than the vaccine. So I think that that is just so troubling well, it's not only troubling, but it's it's a lie. Uh, that's that's the thing that really bothers me about the whole thing. You know, we I I'm old enough to not have had an MMR uh, vaccination. I actually got measles, mumps, and uh, chickenpox, all of those things that they're vaccinating for now. And when my children got them, I didn't get them. I had natural immunity. In fact, my mother made it a point when she heard of somebody that had measles, she'd take us over to their house so we'd get exposed because she said, if you get this when you're young, it won't be nearly as hard on you as it will be if you're older. So the best thing to do is just let you get them and get it over with. So we've known this for a long time. When did we get brain dead? You know, it's hard to say where things went so off the rails, um, but it certainly has impacted millions of Americans. I, I wrote about yesterday 
One of the most high-profile cases was NFL quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. He, back in October, attended a Halloween party and was fined by the NFL. And he, they said he was in violation of COVID policies. Uh, he eventually, he, he got COVID, he acquired natural immunity. He spoke out about it and he refused to get vaccinated as you did Sharon, because he already had immunity. And there were multiple fact checkers all across the media, mocking him and saying that, you know, his claim of natural immunity, um, the best fact checker I could find claimed that it was partly false. Uh, but for the most part, he was just roundly ridiculed all over the place. Very high profile. And, you know, I ask, where are those same fact checkers today? Is anybody going back to correct or update or retract their stories from October? Uh, because the fact is, is he was right. And the CDC now tells us that he was right. Natural immunity is more effective at preventing COVID than the vaccines. And real quickly, how they did that is they looked at four groups of people in the states of New York and California, because that's where one in six people who were testing positive for COVID were coming from those two states. So those were the two largest groups to consider. And they looked at four groups, those that were vaccinated and got COVID, those that were unvaccinated and got COVID, and then those that were vaccinated and did not get COVID and those that were vaccinated and did get COVID. So you can see they broke it down and they looked at everything. And the final result was natural immunity was stronger at preventing COVID than the vaccine. And that's been um, anecdotally true, I think, with those of us who have had COVID. Uh, we've I've been around several people since I had COVID in uh, late 2020 is when I had it. And I, all through this year, I've been in contact with people that have COVID. I've also been in contact with those who have been vaccinated and then got COVID. And I've not gotten it, except... Except here about three weeks ago, I got what seemed like COVID. And I thought, how is that possible? Well, it turns out that what I had was a new strain called Omicron. And Omicron, you can't get natural immunity to it because it's a variant that has gone around the natural immunity. It's also gone around the vaccine, by the way, if the vaccine works, uh, you, it doesn't work against Omicron. So oddly enough, everybody's going to get Omicron because there really is no preventative on this. Uh, Omicron, of course, is not as bad. I, I thought it kind of acted that way, but I didn't lose any work days and I didn't, uh, you know, I, I felt kind of bad, but it wasn't like COVID. So, I guess all of that to say is we know it anecdotally. We we who have had it, we know that we can be around those who who got it, and we won't get it. You're you're right, and I have countless people, including myself, um, Sharon, who in December as well as probably about three or four weeks ago, I started getting a sore throat, a little bit stuffed up, um, but I mean it felt like a very mild cold. I very well could have had the Omicron variant. I didn't rush down to get tested. I mean, none of my coworkers ever 
got anything. My husband never got anything. My children. I mean, I was in contact with a wide range of people, my usual associations. No one ever got anything. I very well could have had it. Um, I think that that's what now we're reached that point where a lot of people are starting to say it's become endemic. We just learn to live with it. I don't think everyone needs to be rushing out and testing every other week when they have the sniffles. I think we just have to, like you said, you didn't miss work days, neither did I. You just move on with life. Well, I thought I had a bad cold. And the way I found out that it was Omicron was because I have a a special risk baby in my family and he gets blood tests quite a lot. Well, he caught it, uh, probably from me. And they did a test on him and they said, oh my gosh, he's got Omicron. And so we all knew if he had Omicron, the rest of us had had it too. Uh, and then, of course, they uh, quarantined him, which was silliness because they're going to catch it. Uh, if they don't catch it from him, they'll catch it from somebody else. It's like the common cold out there. Right. So, and that's, I think, where we're going with this COVID is yep. it's now, it's now gone to such a degree of variation that it's really no more harmful to you right now than the common cold. So why are we, what, what is the big deal, I guess, unless it, the, it's a conspiracy theory that's real. And I guess that's my next question. Are we, are we that are being told we're conspiracies is this real no i mean the conspiracy theory if there is one is with the left and how they have politicized this to the extent that they have continuing to demand mass mandates all incredibly sharon um just this morning a, a medical analyst like a commentator on cnn she put it out there that the mask mandates, it's time to end those for the schools, so for people in, in, you know, indoor work settings. She's like, end them all. And we're seeing governors from New Jersey, a Democrat, this is a bipartisan move, saying we're going to end the mask mandates for indoor settings and schools. Obviously, in, in Virginia, our governor has attempted to do that through executive order. But we still have these local school boards that are heavily Democrat, very partisan pushing back, demanding the masks still be in place. When, as you said from the very beginning of this discussion, the science is clear. Mask mandates, uh, for people who have already been vaccinated or have natural immunity, they have very little impact and it is time to move on. And we're starting to see that a little bit more of a bipartisan movement, but I just feel like there's still this really hardcore, you know, group within the Democrat Party that just doesn't want to give up this control. I, I think that's what they're doing, Sharon. Well, I, I think so, too. And we have to go to a con, uh, commercial. And on the other side, I think you can explore that with Rick, because that's where we, what we need to discuss is the whys. Uh, we are coming to you from the Conservative Commandos Radio Network Studios and around the world on the Internet with TalkStream Live, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, NetTalk America, and AMFM 24-7. I'm Sharon Angle here with my co-host, Rick Trader. We've been talking with our guest, Catherine Mortensen, who's the Vice President of Communications at Americans for Limited Government. She's written an article, CDC News Study Proves Natural Immunity is Real and should lead to COVID policy changes. We'll be right back after these messages. 
I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton. With proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency, they dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time time, you can get my six-piece towel sets, regularly $109.99, now only $39.99, the lowest price ever with your promo code. President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. There are others across the country like her but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. President Biden and Dr. Fauci. As a pro-vaccine parent with no prior conditions, I stepped up to do what you told us to do. You said it was safe. And this is me now. There are thousands of us, but we are being ignored by the FDA. Please meet with us. We need treatment, prevention, and recognition not to be abandoned. Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. And once again, we do want to welcome you back. This is the Conservative Commanders Radio Show. We share an angle, and you're truly Rick Drader coming to you from the my Pillar Studios of the AUN TV Network. And we do want to give a shout out to folks who are listening to us on radio stations in Jacksonville, Tampa, and the Villages, Florida, Las Vegas, Reno, and Sparks in Nevada, Macon, Georgia, Lancaster, and Pittsburgh, Boulder, and Colorado Springs, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Long Beach, California, as well as seen on the AUN Television Network in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Jose, Silicon Valley, White Country, Reading, also in Reno and in Carson City. Our guest's segment is Catherine Mortensen. She's Vice President of Communications at Americans for Limited Government. We're discussing an article that she wrote. CDC's new study proves natural immunity is real and should lead to COVID policy changes. Catherine, thank you for holding through that break. We really do appreciate your time. Catherine, the Biden administration, and you're right here. I'm just reading what you wrote. The Biden administration came into office promising, promising, I added that promise, promising to follow the science. Are they doing that, Catherine? Or have they broken their promise? I think that they clearly have broken their promise because the CDC has now come out with a study that really, um, you know, sort of lays it out there. What, as Sharon and I were saying earlier, many of us have known all along the, the study finds that natural immunity is stronger at preventing COVID than the vaccines. And we know that the science has always been that vaccines are just man's attempt to mimic natural immunity. 
So why would COVID be any different from every other, you know, sort of virus and vaccine out there? Um, and the truth is, is it's not. And the science shows that it's not. But still, all through this past fall, the Biden administration persisted with their mm -hmm. vaccine mandates. And yet, as early as October, the CDC, in their study, found that natural immunity was more effective than the vaccines. But they didn't release their findings until late January. Why? That was right? going to be my next question. Why? Why, have, why do you believe that they've waited till January to release these findings? If they knew it months ago. Right. If they knew they, months ago, why did they wait till January to release these findings? I mean, you could speculate that perhaps they were in conversations with the White House. I mean, they had to have been because that's what the White House does. The White House has teams of staffers who oversee all of these agencies. They would have been in close contact with the CDC awaiting the findings of this study. And when the study in October, the researchers could have told them, look, it's, it's not looking favorable for you, Mr. Biden. There was probably a discussion at the highest level. Well, let's, you know, we don't need to release this now. The courts are still looking at the, the mandates. Let's let the courts play out. I mean, there must have been some calculation made behind the scene um, because we know all last fall, they just persisted dogmatically in the, pursuing these mandates that, mm -hmm. you know, they affected about a third of all American workers. About 85 million Americans were impacted by these mandates. And, um, I think that the White House thought that, you know, the courts would side with them. It's hard to know what they were thinking, but I have no doubt that they were in contact with the CDC and they were aware of the study. See, Catherine, uh, I would answer that question a little differently. I'm not saying your answer is incorrect or wrong or anything like that. I just would have answered it differently. I would have probably, skeptical old me, probably would have said something like, follow the money trail. I really do believe that people at the CDC are in cahoots with the big four that are pushing their vaccines. I mean, they are making billions and billions and billions of dollars off this, and they make this money every time somebody gets injected. And that money, I mean, it's right there. They've got this cash cow called the American taxpayers that are funding the whole damn thing. That's how I would have answered it, Catherine. Well, you are, you're not wrong, Rick. Did, um, I don't know if I shared with you, but I am in a, they, what the doctors consider a high risk group. I have type one di di diabetes. And so they, I got the vaccines, both of the vaccines last spring. And then in the fall, my doctor asked me to get the booster. And I really didn't have a problem doing that. And if you can believe this, um, about three weeks ago, the last time I saw one of my doctors, she said, oh, you're eligible for another booster now. She said, you can go in and get a fourth shot. And I was like, at that point, I looked at her. I'm like, really? I, I'm i not. Like, I, I mean, where's this going to end, right? Like, mm -hmm. as you said, Rick, it makes you very suspicious about who's behind all this. Like, how far do we keep going with these yeah. boosters? Catherine, we've been running a James O'Keefe video here on the AUN television network It is of a nurse who worked down, I think it was a Kaiser Permanente in, in New Orleans. I could be wrong about that one. But what she came to 
James O'Keefe was with the story, how just about everybody that walks in the door there is tested, and most of them end up tested for the Wuhan flu, as I call it. And that, why? Again, they make so much money off of this every time someone tests positive. So, you know, of the 800,000 people that have been tested and have allegedly tested positive for this, I would like to know how many of these people actually had it or how many of these people were asymptomatic or false positives. But again, follow the money trail. When the government is writing blank checks for this, I mean, and even she even said this, there is encouragement that when people are triaged, when people are treated, to mark them down as positive for the flu. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine, yeah I mean, uh, that's, that's something that I think we've been aware of since the beginning of this pandemic, is the incentive that the federal government created for these hospitals to mark everyone as COVID positive. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they were getting hundreds of thousands of dollars And I mean, these hospitals, who wouldn't take that money? So there was a crazy incentive that Congress put in place Mm -hmm. that led to these hospitals, I think, you know, overdiagnosing people. You know, Catherine and Sharon, I think there's another uh, element out there is the stigma of having had it. There are a lot of people that had it that don't want anyone to know about it. Yeah. Uh, It's almost like they're... um, They've got to go into the proverbial closet once they get it. And the other thing, and we've talked to many doctors about this here on the show and privately, and a lot of doctors have said to me, doesn't matter. Everybody eventually is going to get it or one of the variants. Everybody's going to get it. And when you look at the fact that uh, the the report that came out last week from Johns Hopkins that says that the lockdowns were ineffective. Yep. The vaccine is not that effective. It's not really a vaccine in the traditional sense of vaccines. The mask mandate, the, 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 the lockdowns, I mean, this has been very, very badly managed, I would say, from the beginning. Because I think in the beginning, I think Donald Trump got some bad advice. And if I was Donald Trump, I would have fired Fauci on the very first day. If we could go back in time, right? What we wouldn't do differently. I think that he certainly has been um, a huge disappointment and that's putting it nicely. (laughs) You're nicer than I am, Catherine. (laughs) Catherine Mortensen, Americans for Limited Government. Catherine, we wanna thank you so much for joining us here in the Conservative Commandos. You, Rick Manning, and Robert Romano, and everybody at uh, Americans for Limited Government do a great job. Please tell our listeners or viewers how they could follow you, find out more about Americans for Limited Government. Sure. Thank you so much. We're at getliberty.org, and you can go there and sign up for our free newsletter. If you get our newsletter, you'll— Every day. Yep. Every Thank day. Thank you for reading that. Um <laughs> Our news site is thedailytorch.com, and check us out on YouTube, we're on Rumble, we're on Instagram, Facebook. If you just search up the words Americans for Limited Government, you'll find us on any one of those platforms. 
All right. People like I, I get the daily torture today. In fact, that's why you're here with us today, the article that you wrote this morning. So, again, Catherine Mortensen, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care and God bless. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Sharon. And you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with Sharon Angle and Rick Trader coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUN TV network. Right after this break, we're going to be speaking with another great friend of the program, Frank Fernuccio. He's the editor-in-chief of the New York Analysis Policy and Government, talking about soft on crime causes crime. Don't go away. We'll be right back with our next guest right after this break. President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. There are others across the country like her, but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. President Biden and Dr. Fauci. As a pro-vaccine parent with no prior conditions, I stepped up to do what you told us to do. You said it was safe. And this is me now. There are thousands of us, but we are being ignored by the FDA. Please meet with us. We need treatment, prevention, and recognition not to be abandoned. Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. Hello, everyone. You all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. What they have, we have the same patented fill, the same Go Anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep. But now we have stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here. This is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is, from day one all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story. You see the scene. It's awesome. Then everybody's favorite or a lot of people's favorites. Can anyone guess this one? Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story, where they seen the land with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is in the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. Then where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus, okay? Born on Christmas, there it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five. Collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. And as always, we want to welcome you back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show. I'm Rick Trader. My co-host is Sharon Engel. And we are coming to you from the MyPillow studios of the AUN Television Networking. Go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, and on checkout. Please use the promotion code AUNTV. Helps us out. You're going to save a lot of money. 
And it's also going to help Mike Lindell stay in business and employ Americans, which is very, very important. And with that, Sharon, great friend of the show is with us. And as you do with all our guests, make him feel welcome. Well, I'm delighted to introduce Frank Vernuccios, who serves as the editor-in-chief of the New York Analysis of Policy and Government, providing objective coverage of key issues facing the United States today. Frank is the co-host of the Vernuccio Novak Report, nationally both broadcast on radio and on the web at AMFM 24-7. Frank also co-hosts with the co-hosts the American Political Zone, a broadcast of AUN-TV. And he is also in, on cable in Connecticut. Frank, welcome back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show. Sharon and Rick, it's so great to be with you again. <laughs> it's great to have you, Frank. You have such a tongue-in-cheek type of humor. Uh, <laughs> want to talk to you about soft on crime causes crime. <laughs> So. Well, yes, it does. The wave of crime that we've seen, violent crime and as well as store theft, smash and grab, didn't occur by accident. It didn't occur just through a fad. It is the direct result of specific policies set by the left in the United States. Bail reform, defunding the police, de-incarceration. These are the specific reasons why we've seen a dramatic increase in crime. Okay, so when we say soft on crime, we used to say it because we let everybody out of jail. You know, it was, I think that came about with the first uh, prison, uh, pe- the governor of California, if I remember right. It was a long time ago. It was like 50 years ago, maybe 40 years ago, he comes out and says, well, we're going to let these guys out. We're just, you know, they've served their time and everybody went, what? If you do that, they'll just go out and commit more crimes because there's no penalty. So there's, There's scientific background for that as well from studies. Look, crimes in the United States are not committed, frankly, by a lot of people. They're committed by the same people over and over and over again. We've seen recidivism. Criminals who commit crimes over and over again do this, commit, well, one-person crime waves. And it was been (laughs) found, and in fact, it was employed during the 1990s, particularly in New York City, that if you keep recidivist criminals off the street, you stop crime. You know, we used to have a saying, three strikes and you're out. Mm. Three felonies and you stay in jail. When that concept was put into place, crime dropped dramatically. There was coupled with another theory, which is called the broken windows theory. And it was said that if you stop crime at a low level, you know, graffiti, vandalism, things of that sort, that creates an era of lawfulness that deters more serious crimes like robbery, rape, and murder. Despite the fact that it is evident and clear that these concepts worked extraordinarily well, particularly in the 1990s through the early part of the century, the Biden administration and before that the mayors of big cities in places like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco, St. Louis, threw these successful concepts away. 
and they went back to the bad old days where these folks were just let out on the street, where minor crimes were ignored, and we have the result that we have today, where it is no longer feasible for a lot of companies like drugstores to stay in certain neighborhoods because they're subject to so much crime. Okay, okay. so we have to ask the question, why? Why are they doing this? Because it doesn't seem like they're all idiots. I mean, I, I would like to think that's the reason is because they just woke up under a banana leaf and they don't have any historical re references. They don't know what the, what the statistics show. They don't know what has worked in the past. They just came on the scene. But I don't think that's the truth, Frank. What do you think is the truth? I think there are two factors involved. One is perhaps a bit more philosophical than the other. On the one hand, the left believes that somehow or other American society is bad and that therefore the criminals are the good guys and the cops are the bad guys. You know, we saw during the riots uh, over the past couple of years, the justification for acts of robbery, acts of vandalism, riots and so forth, because after all, in the left's point of view, these folks were victims, and whatever they did was okay. But I think there's an even deeper reason that doesn't get discussed enough. If you look at every extremist movement, particularly over the 20th century, they always began by tearing down the established order, creating a feeling of lawlessness, which then the authoritarian rebels began to fill, saying, hey, look, you've got all these problems we're the only ones that can restore order. You saw the Bolsheviks do this in the Soviet Union. Remember, the Tsar wasn't overthrown by the Bolsheviks. It was overthrown by a general uprising. The Bolsheviks kind of piggybacked on it, threw out the Kerensky government, and put themselves into power. In Germany, you saw a sense of general disorder created. We remember the Reichstag mm. fire, for example. And the Nazis said, we're the only ones who can restore order. I think in the American context, what you're seeing is creating a sense of disorder, which the authoritarian left is saying, hey, you want things to get back to, to normal, you want it to, this law and order to come in, you've got to put us in power. We'll take over. And we know the left has always had an authoritarian impulse. And we're seeing this sense of disorder being created in order for them to create a crisis which they claim only they can fulfill. And this started, you could, uh, you could see it in the streets of Washington, D.C. on the day of the Trump inauguration. I was there. I covered the inauguration. And before the man even took the oath of office, there were scenes of disorder in Washington. There were people walking around with signs saying, impeach Donald Trump. And as a reporter, I asked some of these folks, probably should have had my head knocked off at some point, but um, I said, how do you impeach somebody who hasn't yet taken the oath of office? You know, it's it's 10 o'clock in the morning. He's not taking the office till noon. What has he done that you can impeach him? Well, we all know we should be impeached. They created a sense of disorder, which they said only they can fulfill. Look at the entire four years of the Trump administration. It was intentionally made to feel like there was some kind of crisis going on. America became energy independent. Our enemies and adversaries in places like North Korea, China, and Russia were mostly quiescent. The economy was booming, at least before COVID. 
But you saw on the left-wing networks and in the streets of the, of the nation this sense that there is a crisis, which they, the left, created for no reason other than the fact to say that you've got to get this guy out of office and you've got to put one of our guys in. So hey, Frank, a- well, once again, I cannot hold myself. I've got to say this. When you talk about the riots in the streets, we saw during the during the Trump presidency. Isn't it amazing that for the past year we haven't had the riots in the streets? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that ama- Isn't it amazing when you look at the January sixth thing that happened in Washington? The actions of that group that day were the same exact actions that took place at every Black Lives Matter riot, every Antifa riot, pushing on the police, pushing on the barricades, using barricades as weapons, using barricades to break windows and doors, and all that has gone away, Frank. Well, I'm going to disagree with you in one sense. Yeah, go Um, ahead. On January 6th, no buildings were burned, no bystanders were Got me there, buddy. Uh, no property was taken over. You were no robberies. Uh, bystanders weren't beaten as they were in the BLM and the Antifa riots. Um, you know, we didn't see the January 6th folks going into a police station and saying this is now an independent uh, area. We didn't see federal courthouses attacked. So to some extent, there's really not a comparison. And again, January 6th uh, resulted in what? Maybe a couple of hours as opposed to two straight years of riots and demonstrations, buildings being burned, stores being robbed. So it was a little bit different. And also, the folks who committed most of those crimes uh, from Antifa and BLM didn't really suffer very much in consequences. January 6th, and I'm not justifying anything that was done on January 6th, but those folks are being held now as political prisoners. If you feel they trespassed, if you feel they did things that were wrong, Go to court, sentence them, give them a sentence, which really shouldn't be very long because those crimes weren't particularly serious, and let it go. But now we've had months of political prisoners being held in jail for no reason other than the fact that they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, in most cases. I, I, <clears throat> I am waiting, I guess, for the left to actually do something about this because it seems like it's gotten worse to me, Frank. Um, Maybe not worse in the rioting, but, you know, there isn't a business owner that doesn't believe that if you you went in and stole from him, there's nothing he can really do about it. The police probably won't come. If it's more than $1,000, they might, but if it's less than $1,000, they're just telling you, call your insurance company, go out of business, whatever it takes, but you're not going to get a police action for, you know, the government uh, police are not going to come for anything that that's harming your business right now. At least that's, that's what seems to be going on in the cities. It's, I I guess, more subtle than a riot and burning down the city, but. Well, remember the background concept of it. This, in essence, is the concept of reparations. Hey, don't arrest those people for stealing from the store. After all, you're a store owner. You've made money. This is reparations to the people you've uh, you've somehow cheated 
even though, of course, just the opposite. And I can tell you, living in New York, and I've had offices both in the South Bronx and in Harlem, one of the chief complaints folks there have is that they're living in what are called food deserts and commercial deserts, where stores no longer want to be in those neighborhoods because, well, stores are saying, we can't make a profit if you can come in and take whatever you want for free off the shelves. And politicians, unfortunately, are justifying these actions. It's, again, it's a deeper concept. It's the concept that capitalism is somehow bad. Socialism is good. So when you go in and you rob the store, hey, it's just reparations to people for you opening up a business and taking their money. (laughs) Well, with that, we have to go to a commercial. We are coming to you from the Conservative Commandos Radio Network Studios and around the world on the Internet with TalkStream Live, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, NetTalk America, and AMFM 24-7. I'm Sharon Engel here with my co-host, Rick Trader. We've been talking with Frank Vernuccio, good friend of the show, and also a host on the AUN-TV network of American Political Zone. He's been talking with us about soft on crime, causes crime. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time, you can get my six-piece towel sets, regularly $109.99, now only $39.99, the lowest price ever with your promo code. President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. There are others across the country like her but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. President Biden and Dr. Fauci. As a pro-vaccine parent with no prior conditions, I stepped up to do what you told us to do. You said it was safe. And this is me now. There are thousands of us, but we are being ignored by the FDA. Please meet with us. We need treatment, prevention, and recognition not to be abandoned. Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. And once again, we do want to welcome you back to the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with Sharon Angle and yours truly, Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow Studios of the AUN-TV Network. And speaking of the AUN-TV Network, don't forget our voice text hotline. We, we, we want to hear from you, what you think about our shows, any suggestions, guest suggestions. Uh, maybe you've got a beef you'd like to discuss with us, and it's easy to do. Our voice text hotline number is 
And for viewers of our AUN TV network, our guest probably looks very familiar. He is Frank Fernuccio. He's the editor-in-chief of the New York Analysis of Policy and Government. He's also the host of the American Political Zone with Daria Novak, which is one of the shows broadcast on the AUN TV network. Frank, thank you for holding through that break, buddy. Appreciate your time. Good being with you, Rick. Frank, you know me. I love history. I'm a big believer in those that don't remember history or doomed to repeat it. I appreciate the lesson you just gave us, Sharon and I, and our viewers about the Russian and Bolshevik revolutions. Um, I guess I've been a witness to history being around as long as I ha have been, being older than dirt. Frank, I remember the 1970s. And during the 1970s, there was another... Uh, another movement that we had to rehabilitate we had to reform we had to make the prisons palaces uh we had got to lighten the sentences give people another break and frank that turned out to be a miserable disaster it led to things like three strikes you're out actually uh, why can't people remember or learn from the lessons from the past? Why do they have to go through it all again? Well, if the media was like your great show, um, and yours, that, that would be discussed all the time. The problem is the media intentionally does not bring that up. Uh, in fact, when I've been a guest in some other shows and I talked about broken windows or about recidivism, it's as though they're hearing it for the very first time. And indeed, in many cases, they are hearing it for the very first time. Um, you're not going to have a general discussion along those lines. My hometown of New York City was the prime example. Mm -hmm. When uh, David Dinkins served as mayor of New York City, the educated set would talk about how New York City was too big to govern. And it was discussed whether New York City can continue to survive as a single entity, break up the city. It's, it's not governable. Rudy Giuliani comes in as mayor and incorporates theories like broken windows and three strikes are out. And within six months, the conversation was entirely altered. New York City was the safest big city on the planet. People were calling it the capital of the world, the place to be. There has never been a clearer demonstration of how one philosophy failed and the other philosophy succeeded. And we had about 20 years of that, between eight years of Giuliani, 12 years of Bloomberg, who essentially followed the Giuliani policies on crime, and it worked magnificently. Bill de Blasio comes in as mayor, goes back to the Dinkins philosophy, and within six months, we're back to where we were under David Dinkins. You could cite that example in just about every large city that yeah. went from one philosophy to the other, whether we're talking about New York or Los Angeles, San Francisco, or heaven forbid, Chicago, where your rate of dying of violence, if you're a young male, is about the same as dying in a war zone like Afghanistan. So the theory is there. It does work. The people on the left who are pushing this other philosophy, just as Sharon said, they're not idiots. They're not stupid. They're not ignorant of history. So what is their motivation for doing this? And you have to conclude that it is part of an overall plan 
to create disorder that only they will be able to replace using their philosophy. And uh, I, I think that's part of why George Soros does so much funding of what used to be considered very boring races. You know, DA races were really boring at one point. You barely spent any money on them. You had one or two names that went into each race. Whoever won basically did the same thing. It really didn't matter. They just enforced the law. But then DAs became a political position, thanks to George Soros. And it's part of the overall socialist impulse to change our society towards a more socialist regime. Well, Frank, the old expression, the chickens are coming home to roost, that, that seems to be holding true. A uh, month or two ago, there was a, a, a congresswoman, a Democrat congresswoman from Philadelphia that went to something, some kind of um, rally or whatever in Chester, Pennsylvania. And while she was there, had her car hijacked. <laughs> Hijacked. Then you talk in your article, you talk about uh, Representative Corey Bush of Missouri called for the defunding of the police despite spending $700,000 on her own personal security. Well, maybe that's good because her car was fired on. Her car was attacked. She wasn't in it, but her car and the driver of her car came under a gun attack. But in spite, Frank, in spite of what happened to this uh, uh, congresswoman in Philadelphia, in spite of what happened to Representative Cory Bush's car, these people seem to want to double down on this idea of justice, as they call it, justice reform. And, and they always, always, Frank, want to blame guns. And I'm one that says we don't have a gun violence problem in America. We've got a criminal violence problem in America. When are these politicians going to realize that we, the people, we, the honest taxpayers and citizens, we need to be protected from these criminals? That's exactly right. Let's look at the logic of this. First of all, the hypocrisy of elected officials saying they should be protected at extraordinary cost, but we don't have to be protected. That's an elitism that is so typical of almost all socialist countries. Whether you're talking about the old Soviet Union, communist China, or Venezuela, Cuba, it's always the same. There is an elite group that gets all the benefits and everyone else gets all the dregs. In terms of guns, the logic of it is fascinating. Do you think a criminal who's going to rob, rape, or murder is going to wake up, read in his local newspaper that you're not allowed to have a gun anymore, and say, golly, gee, I'd better not use a gun the next time I rob, rape, or kill because, heck, I might get in trouble. I mean, the logic just isn't there at all. All this will do is make honest citizens totally dependent on government for their protection. It'll make honest, and the catch of all that is, you've now told an honest citizen, a homeowner, a shopkeeper, you can't have a weapon to protect yourself, and oh, by the way, we're going to defund the police and release criminals from jail. God, that's You're leaving work. them naked against the problem. But again, it causes a complete dependence on government which is what the socialists absolutely want. 
and it is a travesty, an absolute travesty, and it's a travesty against logic as well as against goodwill. There's something else, too. There's been an entire misinterpretation of the role of the citizen as, as opposed to the government. If you had no Second Amendment, the government still would not legally be allowed to prohibit you from having a weapon from protecting yourself. The Ninth and Tenth Amendments are very clear. Those powers not given to the federal government belong to the people or the states respectively. I have never ceded as a citizen, nor has any citizen in the United States since the dawn of the revolution ever ceded the right of self-protection to the federal government. That has always been reposed with the individual citizen. So when they're talking about federal gun control measures, when you're talking, when, when Biden says we're going to get tough as a federal government on guns, he doesn't have the legal right to do so. Wow. Frank, your, your beloved New York, in your article you have this, this story about the young widow, a farm police officer, Rivera. Terrible story, and, and that makes the big headlines. That tragic event make the, made the big headlines, as it should. But things happen every day. I get my doctor's office. I went there last week for an appointment, and I got speaking to a lady who works there. She was telling me her daughter dates a New York City police officer and how disgusted he is. He arrested a guy. Before his shift is over, this guy was released without bail. The man was rearrested the next day after he committed three more crimes. Right. So he got three more victims out there. And why? Because this guy wasn't held on Rikers Island till the cows come home. And that's the problem. And Frank, when you talk about the, the leftists, you got to wonder that there is a conspiracy there. That the leftists the socialists see America as Ronald Reagan's shining city on the hill they want to destroy it and the way you destroy it is you destroy its civilization you destroy the family you rip it you rip up the moral fabric that holds us as together as communities you divide us and you can conquer us easy Frank, I honestly believe that it is a conspiracy. I want to know when there, when people like George Soros is ever, ever going to be investigated. Unfortunately, we've seen in both DA offices on the state and local level and in Department of Justice in Washington, D.C., a clear reluctance. Indeed, let me say this, a refusal to investigate the crimes of the left. Hillary Clinton sold the basic ingredient of nuclear weapons to the to the Russians. Joe Biden is financially dependent on China. You know, when I had a, a fairly significant position in government um, after 9-11, I had to fill out every year a thick volume of papers, every stock I owned, every financial interest I had. A driver that I had when I was in government had a part-time job delivering sandwiches for the deli across the street. But since our office sometimes ordered from that deli, he was told he had a conflict of interest and couldn't continue working for the deli. 
Oh, thank you. Joe Biden. Oh, that protects us. That really protects us. Right now, Joe Biden is president (laughs) of the United States. Yet, he can have financial dealings where he gets vast amounts of dollars from Russia, from China, and somehow or other, the Department of Justice isn't interested whatsoever in that. Until the Department of Justice becomes a real Department of Justice and not a Democratic Party Department of Justice, we're really not going to see a lot of these abuses taken on, as well as with things like George Soros. That's never going to be investigated with the current personnel we have. Now, truly, the foxes are in charge of that henhouse, Frank. Frank Vernuccio, New York Analysis of Policy and Government. Always love having you on, Frank. Please tell our listeners and viewers how they could follow you and read what you write. Most importantly, watch the Conservative Commandos and go to AUNTV. Every day we have a new research column. It's up at usagovpolicy.com. And you can get our radio show and our TV show there as well. Frank Fernuccio, always love having you on, buddy. But you know that already, right? <laughs> and I always love being on. Thank you so much. Take care and God bless. Thank you, Rick. Bye, Sharon. And you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commandos radio show with Sharon Angle and yours truly, Rick Trader. And speaking of Sharon Angle, we'll be right back after this break. And Sharon's got some more news and commentary. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. Oops. I kicked him out prematurely. Why do you do that? All right. Got a two-minute thingy? President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. There are others across the country like her, but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. President Biden and Dr. Fauci. As a pro-vaccine parent with no prior conditions, I stepped up to do what you told us to do. You said it was safe. And this is me now. There are thousands of us, but we are being ignored by the FDA. Please meet with us. We need treatment prevention, and recognition not to be abandoned. Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. Hello, everyone. You all know I'm a kid at heart. Well, here is my new favorite product, Children's Bible Story Go Anywhere My Pillows. What they have, we have the same patented fill, the same Go Anywhere pillow for that comfort and awesome sleep, but now we have stories from the Bible and scenes from the Bible. Look at here. This is the first one. This is where God creates heaven and earth. If you don't know the story, you flip it over. There it is, from day one all the way to day seven when he rested. I mean, that's awesome, right? Okay, here's the next one. We've got five. We're going to go through all five. What's this one? Can anyone guess? Daniel in the lion's den. All this is, if you don't know the story, there it is. You read the story. You see the scene. It's awesome. Then everybody's favorite, or a lot of people's favorites, 
continuing against this one, Noah's Ark. If you don't know that story, where they seen the land with the dove, there's the story right there. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Kids love this one. Well, they love them all. But uh, here we have Jonah and the whale. Quite a story. There it is in the back. There's the story. There's Jonah right there. There's the whale. Look at that. Then, where it all began, we got Christmas coming, great Christmas gifts. But then you need to know the story of the baby Jesus, okay? Born on Christmas, there it is. There's the story. I want you all to use your promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. Get all five. Collect all five. They make the best Christmas gifts ever. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Conservative Commandos radio show with Sharon Angle and yours truly, Rick Trader. And don't forget MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com. And first thing you're going to realize, it's more than just pillows. It's it's pillows, yes, but it's mattresses, mattress pads, slippers, bathrobes. Just about everything for the bathroom, for the bedroom. You can even get a pet bed for your favorite pet. Uh, hand sanitizer, coffee, I mean, and I said this before and I'll say it again, I really do believe in the next five years, Mike Lindell is going to give Amazon a run for its money. And the good news is, on checkout, by using the promotion code AUNTV, you are going to save from 30 to 60% on your purchases. Other good things happen. Number one, you're supporting a true American conservative in Mike Lindell. You're helping him employ Americans. You're helping us here at Conservative Commandos in AUN. We do get a commission when you buy and use our promotion code AUNTV. And by doing that, we're able to bring shows like this to you. Shows like Stolen Choices, the documentary that was produced by Sharon Angle. who wins when America loses a production of the AUN-TV network? And we're able to do this because of your support of Mike Lindell, your support of this program and this network by using our promotion code AUN-TV. Also, our voice text hotline. We want to hear from you. And uh, we had some technical challenges this past weekend at the AUN network with sound and freezing pictures and blackouts and whatever and I've got to ask you our listeners and viewers when these glitches happen let us know right away don't wait call our voice text hotline at 415-854-2677 let us know right away there's a problem hey we're poor we can't even afford to hire somebody to monitor our programs you are our hall monitor, so please, if there's a problem, if there's a glitch, a technical problem, whatever, let us know right away. Call us at 415-854-2677. You know, Sharon, I've had some great conversations with our, our viewers and our listeners. Yesterday, I was talking to Mike, Michael. He lives uh, in Redding, California, and he was telling me, how important AUN-TV and our programming is to him. He and a lot of his friends do not have cable. They they live in areas they don't even have cell phones. 
Uh, some of them, they went to the edge of their property and put an antenna in the highest tree they could. He says, Rick, you don't know how many viewers you have. And your, mo your movie, Stolen Choices, they thought that was great. Uh, who wins when who wins when America loses the AUN production? They thought it was great. And it was so cool to speak with Michael and, and to hear that. And, you know, he says, you, got, you guys you got to get your act together. You know, we depend on you. We depend on you guys. We can't watch the Alphabet Networks, the ABCs, the CBS, the NBC, because we know they do nothing but lie. So it was so great talking with Michael. And you know, there are others. There's Sharon, there's Les, there's Larry, there's another Mike. I mean, Robert. I mean, so many great people I've gotten to know through our voice text hotline. So again, that number, 415-854-2677. Sharon, they love stolen choices. You know, Sharon and Les got all energized. Les and Sharon, they want to work as poll watchers now. They want to stop the corruption. They want fair and honest elections, as, as well as everyone should. But uh, just wanted to let you know what an impact that movie had. Well, I'm really glad. That's why we made it. We wanted people to know the truth. And, of course, the truth sets us free. Uh, that's yeah. what I wanted to kind of continue our conversation. BLM founder is sentenced to six years for illegal voting. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I, this, <laughs> really? Pamela Moses, 44, registered to vote in 2019 despite having a lengthy criminal record. Her conviction for evidence tampering made her ineligible to vote. And so that's that's why she didn't get to vote. She's a felon, and she is guilty of tampering with evidence and forgery and um, <clears throat> misdemeanor counts of perjury, stalking, and theft under $500 and escape, and was placed on probation for seven years. So she goes and registers to vote, and what does she say? They never mentioned anything about voting. They never mentioned anything about not voting or being able to vote. None of that. She says, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why didn't they tell me I couldn't vote? So here we go. She, she they've, uh, you know, what's kind of interesting about this story to me is that Pamela Moses was useful. They, she was able to stir people up with her Black Lives Matter uh, Matters movement. She was able to be the cover for uh, their uh, in agenda, their intentions to uh, really cause mayhem in the city. Now they don't need her anymore. Not only they don't need her, but she's an embarrassment. Everybody is starting to move away from the Black Lives Matter and Antifa because they look like a bunch of thugs. How can the Democrats not be embarrassed by that? And so, hello, they just kicked her to the curb. They put her in jail for six years for voting. You know, I mean, not that she didn't deserve to go. It's just that they didn't protect her. Someone who has been so useful to them, and they, they used her up and... 
when you're done with them, you're done. You know, it, we we know about prostitution in this state, uh, and we know what happens to old prostitutes. They just throw them out. They don't. There is no honor at all among these kinds of dishonorable people. They use them up, and they're done. Tossed them out. Sharon, Tossed them out. I'm sharing my screen. Mm-hmm. You know, because I wanted to show you this headline of what you were talking about. This was on Yahoo News. The headline, Black Woman Sentenced to Six Years in Prison for Registering to Vote. Aw. <laughs> Makes it sound like I, the bad guys, right? <laughs> she wasn't sentenced to six years in prison for registering to vote. Not It wasn't because she was a black woman registering to vote. She was voting illegally. That's but right. that's not what was in the headline, Sharon. Black woman sentenced to six years in prison for registering the vote. You had to go down. You had to dig down into the story to get the real story that this, this woman was a convicted felon. It was illegal for her to register to vote or to vote. But no, not the headline. Not the headline. The headline again is black woman sentenced to six years in jail for registering to vote. Sharon, what do you think that does? What kind of message does this headline send? Well, there's... Oh, because the- she's black and because she wanted to register to vote, she went to jail. What does that... What message does that send? Well, of course, it's just the old thing that... Poor, poor black person, she just can't get a good, a break, you know, just can't get a break. But, as you said, she voted illegally. It's about time that we got these guys that are voting illegally and give them uh, what they deserve. She was a felon. That's That's right. That's right. She was arrested. Had nothing to do that she was black. Any felon who tried to register to vote and voted, that's a crime. That's a crime. That's why she was arrested. In fact, I didn't know she was black until until you get reading into this article that I found, which is, you know, I guess I, I knew that she must be black if she's the head of Black Lives Matter, but not necessarily not so. Necessarily. There's a lot of, a lot of other guys that are involved in that movement, like the Democrat Party. Sharon, we had a great show, a couple of terrific guests. Yes, we did, and I want to thank both of our guests. Our first guest is Catherine Mortensen, and she is the a vice president of communications at Americans for Limited Government. She talked to us about a new study, CDC's new study, proves natural immunity is real and should lead to COVID policy changes. She's right, it should. Will it happen? Doubtful. They're still in denial about natural immunity. We'd also like to thank our good Making friend. too much money out of it, Sharon. Follow <laughs> the money trail. Follow the money trail. You know, Sharon, it took me many, many years to learn that lesson. I'm so glad I did because it makes so much sense when you do yeah, follow the money trail, that is. You're so cynical. <laughs> right? Uh, that's what they Sometimes call people like us. And and I try to be right. I yep. try to be right. Right. No one tries to be wrong. 
That's you know, right. It's not fun. Are we? It's not fun being right all the time. But no one tries to be wrong. No. Same thing here. But that money is it. It does. It just shows you who's who's really yep. in control. Our yep. second guest that we'd like to to uh, thank is Frank Vernuccio, who serves as the editor in chief of the New York Policy Anal- Analysis Policy and Government. He's also a co-host on the American Political Zone that's broadcast here on AUN TV Network. And he uh, talked to us about soft on crime, causes crime. Uh, We've known it for a long time. We talked about some of the policies and the statistics. And really, we talked about why all of a sudden they're back to this uh, there are no criminals uh, philosophy in our big cities. So I was glad that Frank was here just to set us straight one more time. Set us straight one more time. And Sharon, how can our listeners and viewers keep track of you when you're not here with me? Simply, or George? Yes, simply go to SharonAngle.com, SharonAngle.com. And again, we want to thank you for being with us. But for right now... We're out of time. We gotta run and we gotta go. Take care. God bless. And we will see you tomorrow on TV and on radio. Hey, and welcome, fellow patriots. Welcome, fellow deplorables. Welcome, all you drugs to society, rock dwellers, sycophants, stinkos. And you know who you are. You are all those people who always stand and honor America. And you're always welcome here. This is the Conservative Commandos Radio Show. And I'm Rick Trader, coming to you from the MyPillow Studios of the AUN TV Network. And joining me today as my co-host is the Patriot from the Battleborn State, the Silver State of Nevada. And that is Sharon Angle. And Sharon, welcome to Conservative Commandos. Thanks so much, Rick. It's great to be here as always, especially this month of February. This month of February, we are celebrating Unhyphenated History Month. You know, each day we're going to start a program talking about some of the things that happened on this day in history. And in 1757, Calcutta was restored to British control. Uh, This day in 1757, Treaty of a Treaty restored Calcutta to British control and served as a prelude to the seizure of Bengal. And also on this day, on the uh, uh, year 2002, on this day in unhyphenated history, pre, uh, Princess Margaret, who was King George IV's second daughter, the youngest sister of Queen Elizabeth II, she died in London. And also on this day in 1984, Soviet Premier Yuri Andropolev died 15 months after succeeding Leonid Brezhnev. And uh, in 2020, not this day in history, but about Andropov, in 1990, a former Soviet defector confessed that the KGB was behind the assassination attempt of the Pope, St. John Paul II, at the orders of the KBG and Andropov. 
and uh, we're celebrating his death today. Also on this day in history, unhyphenated history that is, the Battle of Guadalcanal ended with an Allied victory over Japan. Although U.S. losses were heavy in both naval and ground campaigns, the Battle of Guadalcanal was a decisive U.S. victory. Japanese losses totaled 24,000 men killed, while Americans sustained 1,600 killed, 4,200 wounded, and several thousand dead of malaria and other tropical diseases. Various naval battles cost each side 24 warships. The Japanese lost two battleships, four cruisers, one light carrier, 11 destroyers, and six submarines, while Americans lost eight cruisers, two heavy carriers, and 14 destroyers. Uh, Sharon, my uncle was uh, on Guadalcanal. My dad was there, too. Really? Mm -hmm. Was he a Marine? No, he was in Not one of those destroyers. <laughs> oh, one of those destroyers. And yeah. my uncle, God bless him, but he suffered the rest of his life mm. from the side effects of malaria and also the horrors of that battle. And my mother told me about nightmares that he used to have. So we got we to gotta honor people like your father, people like my uncle John. My cousin John may be listening or watching his father, and uh, my Uncle John never wanted to talk about what happened on Guadalcanal. It was so horrific. So a lot of people sacrificed, gave their lives, had battle wounds carried from Guadalcanal. So very, very important that we remember our history our unhyphenated history today, February the 9th. And Sharon, we have been taught that we have to be sensitive. Okay? And I have, oh, here it is. We have to be sensitive. After all, you know, employees of Starbucks had to go through sensitivity training about people loitering and we have to be sensitive about the feelings of others uh, there are actually some words that are off limits now you, you can't talk about things like Uncle Ben's rice Aunt Jemima pancakes uh, you gotta be careful how and where you use the word words watermelon and chicken the words master bedroom, you know, you can't, you, realtors have been told do not use the words master bedroom anymore in housing. Blacklist, can't say blacklist. You can't say uh, the golf tournament. Remember the master's golf tournament is not the master's golf tournament anymore. Um, black boy, you can't use the words peanut. Uh, blackball anymore, peanut clusters. You gotta be very, very sensitive about how you talk with people, or what you say about people or around people. Well, I can kind of understand that, but I want to show this commercial that is running on national TV right now, and I would like for you and our viewers to watch this commercial. And see if you get the same reaction to it that I did. So give me just a second, Sharon. 
share my screen and we might want to edit this part out but this is a commercial this is a commercial that's that's out there by TurboTax alright and let me play this commercial for you it's true anyone with a simple tax return can get help from an expert for free that can be true it is and with TurboTax Live our experts will even do your taxes for you for free Honestly, that so Sharon, amazing. let me just replay that. Let me replay this commercial, this TurboTax commercial. It's true. Anyone with a simple tax return can get help from an expert for free. That can be true. It is. And with TurboTax Live, our experts will even do your taxes for you for free. Honestly, that sounds amazing. So, Sharon, that's the TurboTax commercial I was talking about. Let's set this scene up. You have two men sitting at a table drinking coffee. One of them a black man, the other a white man. The narrator says something that surprises the black man drinking the coffee. And what's he do? He spits the coffee in the face of the white man. Not once, but twice. Sharon, am I being a little bit too sensitive? Well, I think so. You're on the wrong side of this one. Yeah. You're on the wrong side of it. Uh, you know, we, we don't have anything to be sensitive about, right? We don't? Why should we? I mean, we're just the guys that, uh, I don't know, aren't, aren't we the guys that have to be careful that we don't use the word master, that we're, we're the ones that have to be sensitive. They don't have to be sensitive to us. So, yeah, I think, I think you're being too sensitive because they don't have to be sensitive to us. This is all about... Uh, this divisiveness that's gone on in our country. And uh, no, we only have to be sensitive going the other way. Sensitivity does isn't a two-way street in this case. Well, Sharon, I would object to this if um, that was a white man splitting the coffee into a black man's face. I would be offended. Well, then you're insensitive. Person. I would be I would find this commercial ridiculous if you had anybody spitting in anyone's face. You would think, it, wouldn't you? You you would think. And when you talk about divisive, that's what I see this. You know, we are being divided by the left. We're being divided by the media. We're being divided by the entertainment industry. And also the advertising industry. That I find this commercial offensive. And I would like to think that any right-thinking person would see it offensive to see anyone spit in somebody else's face. Not once, but twice. Hey, you know what, Sharon? People have died because somebody spit at them. And the person that got spat on took offense. Uh, 
Well, there's a reason why we don't spit in people's faces, you know. Uh, it, it makes you sick. Uh, that's uh, that's one of those things, you know, we are all supposed to be sensitive to one another because the more sensitive you are, the more masks you will wear, right? It's It hasn't got anything to do with those masks actually work. It's just letting others know how sensitive you are to them, that you're you're willing to wear that mask. And that mask, what does it do? It keeps spit from going in people's faces. That's what the mask is all about. To show a commercial like this, it's not only insensitive to the to the man that got spit on, but it's insensitive to everybody that's been wearing a mask for, what, months? Months? Well, well, they've been telling like- us we've got to wear a mask so that we're sensitive to others when we go out in public? Well, Sharon, I would I want to hear from our viewers and our listeners. You know, our viewers are watching this commercial right now repeat of uh, this man spitting in this other man's face, not once but twice. I would like to hear from our viewers and listeners. Call our voice text hotline. Tell me, am I being ridiculous? Uh, how how does how are you affected by this commercial? Again, we've we've we need we've been told that we need to be more sensitive towards the feelings of with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.